This is 10 Minutes at the Bar with Michael Team. You give us 10 minutes, we give you the world of Miami Law. Welcome back to episode number 240 of 10 Minutes at the Bar. And uh, our guest today is the famous J.C. <laughs> Planis. Thank you, Michael. I don't know about the famous part, but... Uh... My, my buddy and former Florida Congress person, Florida representative yeah. for District 115, right? Yes. Um, J.C., when were you in the Florida legislature? I got elected in 2002. And um, you were a big part of that that victory. I won my election, but then my opponent sued. And uh, I got a, a referral for a great attorney to represent me. And his name was Michael Teen. Then, then, then you went with your number, the number two after, you, <laughs> after that guy was conflicted. Out. I doubt it. No, I, it was my first choice. And, and it, was, uh, it was great to meet you then. It's been a, a great, uh, it's been great getting to know you as your meteoric rise uh, you had just left the U.S. Stop. Attorney's Office, I think. Stop. So yeah. let's talk about you. So the truth is, after you saw how election law shouldn't be practiced, you uh, became an expert in election law. Well, yourself. I had another. In 2006, I kicked uh, two opponents off the ballot. And, and that was really a lot of where I got the, the knowledge. And, uh, oh, <laughs> nice sound effects. Um, so what happened was I got termed out of the legislature um, in 2010. And all of a sudden, I, I was wondering what kind of practice I was going to do. I thought about running for judge in 2010. And, you know, you had asked me for a quote, uh, you know, a famous quote that I'd live by. And I told you, you know, the Robert Frost quote, and I chose the path less traveled, and that has made all the difference. I decided not to run for judge in 2010, and I, you know, all of a sudden started getting calls. Hey, can you help me kick my opponent off the ballot? What can I do with this case? And and slowly I developed uh, an ethics and elections practice that is taking me all around the state. I've done cases in Orlando, cases in Tallahassee, cases in Tampa, um, and Dade Broward and Palm Beach. Uh, you know, I've done I've lost track of how many recounts we've done. Um, I've made uh, suggestions to the legislature on things they have to do to change election law. I think one of the things we... So cool. Yeah. So is is the Michelle Spence Jones case, is that your most famous case? Um, That one and perhaps the Miami Beach Convention Center case, and and they both happened in the same year. With the Michelle Spence Jones, the city of Miami had issued an opinion by their city attorney saying that Michelle Spence Jones had been suspended for almost two years of her term and had come back, was eligible to run for a third term when it was clear by the city charter that she was not eligible to run for a third term. So uh, Richard Dunn, who was then her opponent, hired me, and we sued the city for declaratory relief, saying it was a bogus opinion. She should be disqualified from running. And it was a great case. I got to litigate against Bruce Rogow, who was just one of the greats and a living legend. And it got acrimonious, but you know, it was one of those where right after it was over, we got to shake hands, and it was just mm. a fascinating person to meet. An amazingly fascinating person. He had been involved in so many other cases in in the county. It was somebody said it's kind of like you're litigating against Abraham Lincoln almost. Right. Well, notwithstanding the beard, but I'm hoping that 
that we can get Bruce on this show at some point. It'd be great. He's a great lawyer. He's a great lawyer. So uh, that case ended up going up to the third DCA? It went to the third DCA. Uh, What happened was we won the trial case, and then we um, (laughs) they made several motions to try to set aside the trial court ruling. But no, I, I did the appeal. I do, unlike a lot of other trial attorneys, I do my own appeals because of the fact that almost everything I do is declaratory judgment. So from the beginning, we are almost getting it ready well yeah and we're almost always uh, stipulating to the same facts and and we we go through there so i do the the case in chief as if it's already the appeal so the issues are kind of uh, completely framed and almost everything gets appealed because if you kick somebody off the ballot or if you kick a ballot measure off the ballot they appeal uh, politicians don't go quietly into the night uh, only in rare occasions have they not appealed? I can't believe you're not in politics anymore. I can't believe you're turned well, out I'm, and I'm, done. I'm, I'm still in back. politics. I, I just, I work behind the scenes. Um, listen, I represent a lot of the members of our Dade County delegation, and this is probably one of the best delegations Miami-Dade has ever sent to the legislature. And yes, it, it was fun to be a member but to be there at the rise of the careers of people like Vance Lupus, who is your state representative here in this area, Vance is probably one of the best candidates I've ever worked with. But we have so many others in Miami-Dade County. And to be on the ground floor of their careers and to be involved in their campaigns and give them advice, I think is, is just a blessing in and of itself, almost more so than being in office. Man, I, I love your enthusiasm, JC. <laughs> that's, that's what you're known for. Mm, thank so, you. so to put you on the spot, because you know, in like your former career, you're good at being put on the spot. What was your, what's been your most embarrassing moment in court? Well, you know, we, we talked about, you know, advice for young lawyers and, and I got this, you know, my most embarrassing moment was at the third DCA when... I think that's where most people's most embarrassing yes, moments have been. Yes. And, and what's funny is we had lost at the trial court. I had appealed. We were trying to kick off the Miami Beach. Miami Beach was trying to have the voters approve a lease of the convention center property when the lease had not been drafted yet. They didn't have the terms. They didn't have the payment. They didn't have the air rights. They didn't have everything you need for a lease. They didn't have. And for some reason, I don't know why the trial court got it wrong, but we appealed. And Judge Tom Logue, who's at the 3rd DCA, who had been a county attorney, and he knows what is needed in a lease, gives me a question. And I was so on edge, so on edge, that I forgot to realize it was a friendly question. And I think that's one of the mistakes a lot of lawyers make. Always, always be on the lookout when a judge is trying to help you because if you're adversarial, you can dig yourself into a hole. Luckily, you know, Judge Logue was such a great person and really trying to do the right thing. He stops me, he goes, counsel, it's a friendly question. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, but, you know, I, I was able to recoup and, and we won that case. They, they kicked it off the ballot and, and it pretty, that's probably my proudest moment because not just that we won, it's that it's one of the cases that the third DCA has actually used as the quintessential, um, and there's a, a case with Bruce Matheson as well in the tennis center, but those are the two cases that kind of lay the foundation for what counties and cities and other people can do for ballot measures and how clear it has to be to the voters and whether or not voters are confused by ballot measures or not. 
So I'm, wow, I'm, what a what a cool thing when you can say you know you've is. actually made a difference. You've actually, well, some of these guys, I, you know, I teach election law now at, at St. Thomas University School that. of Law, and you know it's funny. A lot of these cases, I've I've been you know <laughs> either footnotes or part of it, or they quote one of my cases. Um, but that 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 is a, oh, a very so rewarding cool. part. Yeah, that's so cool, JC. So do you have do you have a favorite? Uh, living lawyer? You know, like I said, Bruce Rogal. I think that is, you know, Eileen Mehta was also on the um, Miami Beach Convention Center case. And and what's funny is my my favorite lawyers are usually people who I meet because they're on the opposite side. But Bruce Rogal, Eileen Mehta, who I, I litigated against, Jose Smith, who was the city attorney for Miami Beach in that one as well. Jose and I just had the utmost respect for each other and we kept it during the whole trial and you know we went to lunch the you know several months after i think that you know my my favorite of the attorneys are always the ones that are on the opposite side but realize that this is adversarial but not antagonistic and i I think that's one of the, the the best things is when you have somebody who's so quality on the other side and it always comes with really good attorneys because when they're really good people, they're securing themselves enough that they don't have to be, you know, vindictive or nasty or, or do things. They do things in a professional manner. So, you know, someone like Rogal, someone like Eileen Mena, someone like Jose Smith, those are the people that, that, that are my favorites. So that brings me to the more cowbell moment of the... Uh... Sounding great, but I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Speaking of a little more cowbell, what, what could we use a little bit more of in the practice of law in, in Miami-Dade County? What could we do to, to make this better, to make it more civil, to make it a, a more uh, fun place to practice? You know, a lot is put on the attorneys, but I think a lot of the issues are sometimes in the clients. I have clients and, and, you know, I represent a lot of politicians and, and public interests. And I have to sometimes remind people, it's, this is business. It's not personal. Yeah. We can't go after people personally in court just for the heck of it. You have to have some sort of reward. I think a lot of lawyers probably let the clients drag them into the mud too much. And I think sure. that's one of the things that we have to know how to do is to put a stop on our own clients sometimes so we don't do things that we end up regretting later on. Do you do you have a um, one particular thing that you as a, looking back on your career, that as a young lawyer you might have done differently, a different approach that you could give as advice to, to, to young lawyers coming up now right out of law school? I didn't go watch court enough. I, you know, I was a prosecutor. I had some great criminal defense attorneys who were trying cases and I didn't go watch them enough. I didn't go to the civil courthouse and find out what was being tried and watch that. I didn't watch enough oral arguments at the third. I think if if there's one thing I would have done, and now I go and I, I look at video of oral arguments all the time because you pick up new things. I think the one advice I can give to young lawyers is go watch great people try complicated cases and look at what they do. That's such good advice. There, there's so much by observing, and I, I did not do that enough, and I wish I had. That's such good advice. J.C. Planis the Great, great attorney, <laughs> a leading light of our bar here in South Florida. Thank you so much thank for you, sharing, Michael. sharing thank you so 10 much. minutes at the bar with us 
Hope we get you back soon. Absolutely. Thank you.